Now today we are in a brand new series called Revealed. And in this series, we are starting to study the names of God and find out who he is and how he works in our lives. And uh, you might ask the question, well, why study the names of God? And in this world, uh, there are so many times where we get discouraged with potentially who God is. Uh, deep down, we want to believe in a God who is there for us, who's watching over us, and who cares for us. And, uh, and yet, when life happens, we kind of go into this dark spot at times. And we begin to ask ourselves these questions of like, where is God? Who is God? Does he really care? Will he help us in those moments? And so when we're in those dark moments, we begin to really wonder, uh, is God really faithful? Is he good? And to make matters worse, often those times that we go there are in the midst of pain and suffering. And there's so many people um, who don't believe in Christianity or the God of the Bible, uh, and they always throw out this point. They always try to make this point uh, that um, there's pain and suffering for so many people in the world. And so they ask this question often, or they say this statement, if God is good, why is there so much pain and suffering in this world? Now, at the same time, we've got to take into account on a personal level about pain and suffering because there's a side to that as well. There's so many here in this room that have been through pain and suffering, myself included. And we have, through those moments, come closer to God in those moments. And we all know stories of people, even if you don't believe in God, of people who have been through so much and yet they continue to walk with God. And when we have conversations with those people, uh, those people will often say that God was so personal to them and that he meant so much to them in that season. Because we have a God who since the beginning of the creation of this world knew that a name wasn't enough, that he had to personally interact with us and with our stories. Because um, a name and personality are so intertwined and we have to see how someone will respond to us and how someone interacts with us. So God knew that a name wasn't enough, that he had to personally interact with us and bring us out of the darkness and into the light to know exactly who he is, not only by his name, but how he interacts with us as well. And so if you are in a place where you are doubting God, or you're in the middle of something that you are trying to maintain faith, and yet there's such a struggle going on in your life. Today, I just want you to simply just come and listen. Just simply come and listen. Would you just put aside the things that are going on in your life? Would you put aside the doubts? And would you just come and listen today? Because here's the deal with God, okay? And here's the deal with Christianity. Christianity never asks you to believe in a God who doesn't allow pain and suffering. Christianity asks you to believe in the God who will personally help you through pain and suffering. And so today, I want to share with you a person who knew this very, really well. And then I want to get very personal with you uh, in terms of what I've been experiencing over the last year and almost a half in my life as well. 
And so if you would, would you turn with me to your Bibles in Psalm 103? And uh, as you turn there in your Bibles or on your smartphone devices, um, always feel free to grab a Bible from the back as our free gift to you. Uh, and then also I want to encourage you to download the YouVersion Bible app as well. Uh, it's free and it is an amazing tool that helps you to read scripture and to better understand it um, and it will help you greatly. But go ahead and turn to Psalm 103, verse one, and I'll give you a moment to get there. Now, let me set the scene before we uh, jump in. As you read the Bible, you will see that God reveals multiple names for himself. And why is this? Well, when we look at a white light, okay, and it hits a piece of glass, uh, we often see uh, that light is made up of different colors in its rays, okay? And so God is also made up different, uh, he has different attributes that are illuminated by each of his different names, okay? So just as a person can examine one of those rays and understand light better, we too can examine each of God's names and those attributes that are associated with his name or that name in order to better understand him and his nature. So today we're going to focus on the first two names that God gave to the Hebrew people, and they are Elohim and Yahweh, or sometimes known as Jehovah, and in our English translations we see it as Lord. So now Elohim is that first name that he revealed to his people, the Jewish people, in a very personal way, and he reveals to us. We see it from the very beginning of Scripture. In Genesis 1.1, Scripture says, in the beginning God, and in the Hebrew that's translated Elohim, which means uh, in Hebrew, the strong one or strong creator. So everybody make a muscle and remember that Elohim. There we go. We got some muscles. We got some guns out there. All right. Um, so strong one or strong creator. And he created the heavens and the earth. Now, as God began to interact with his people, they noticed something that there was more to this name. Not only was he the creator of life, but he was also the sustainer of life. And so they also began to see that he wasn't just a force, you know, he was a person, that he had uh, a mind, intellect, emotions, uh, feelings, and also a will. And more to that, they also saw something in his name and they begin to see in his actions some other things. And in his name, it's plural. And we begin to see the inklings of the Trinity that we would come to understand. Um, that God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God. Not three distinct deities, but one Godhead. And that mystery would become fully known when Jesus came here to the earth. And I love uh, what John, who was one of Jesus' closest followers, wrote. He said this in John 1.14. So the word, that's Jesus, became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, just as God had been always described. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And so he came so that we could know exactly who God is. And then God gave the Hebrew people his most common name, which is Yahweh or Jehovah. And most often, like I said, it's translated as Lord. And it means Yahweh means the self-existing one. I am actively present. I bring to pass whatever I choose. So what the Hebrew people came to understand is that God would speak, something would happen. 
And he would do this over and over again and again. They saw him continuing to make promises, and those promises were fulfilled. And this name became so personal, so personal to them, and meant so much. Uh, They would call him Lord because the people would hear God say something and knew that it was going to happen, and he always kept his promises. And through their interactions with him, they gained even a greater sense of what this name meant. It meant many things. So Yahweh also means the Lord is holy, the Lord is love, the Lord is good, the Lord is all-knowing, the Lord is always present, and the Lord is in control. And that's what they came to understand when they interacted with him as well. They saw that he was faithful, and they found him to be good. So we're going to look at this passage of scripture that talks about God's faithfulness and how good he is. And I'm going to share some of my story as well and what I've found in this last season. And so let's begin in Psalm 103, verse 1. And King David has written this psalm. And so he says, let all that I am praise the Lord or Yahweh and Jehovah with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. And so here's King David who's written most of the psalms. And if you're unfamiliar with him, King David actually came from obscurity and God took him and did some extraordinary things through his life. If that name sounds familiar, he was the shepherd boy who took on the giant Goliath and defeated him. Eventually he became king of Israel as history records and everyone knows. And he would also uh, wrote most of the psalms that we're in today in that book. And um, he also was so close with God, but he also had some personal issues, okay? And so he let his pride become his sin. He also became a murderer, a liar, and then he was not a good example to his children. And he suffered personal tragedy multiple times. And then at near the end of his life, he disobeyed God directly, And so if there's a person who was like smothered with fear for many times in his life, it was David. And many scholars think that David wrote this near the end of his life after coming off of another major hardship uh, with one of his sons. And so David, armed with his pen, uh, begins to list, force himself to think about all the things that God had done to be faithful in his life and, and his goodness and everything that he had experienced himself. Because David knew that the key to getting through tough times was to force himself to his whole being to think about God's goodness and faithfulness. Now, <clears throat> I get that because I've been through some hard times uh, this past year. And uh, as we go through this Psalm 103 that David wrote, I'm going to share with you how God has been faithful and good in my own life uh, over these last um, uh, year and almost a half. Um, And the reason I'm going to do that is because sometimes we need to hear how faithful and good God has been. And it helps us to reflect in our own lives how faithful and good he has been, especially when we're in seasons that are tough. Now, many of you know um, last year that I went through some major allergic reactions, okay? In the months of June and July of 2020, uh, I went through 15 major reactions that were anaphylactic in nature, and uh, my face just exploded, and two of those sent me to the ER. Uh, where my tongue was starting to swell up and my throat was enclosing in. Very scary. <clears throat> and uh, 
my allergist looked at it and said, I don't know what's going on with you. And uh, he said, I really think it's some kind of uh, preservative or seasoning. I mean, what's happened in your diet lately? And so what we did was we stripped everything down and I was just pretty much like eating you know, like yogurt, which I knew was kind of safe. And then he said, let's just add everything back one step at a time, you journal. So we did that for 30 weeks, okay? And we were just getting through all these things. And as I uh, went through this process, I started to ask myself, like, are we gonna find this? I started asking God, are we gonna find out what's going on? And Lord, um, you know, like, how am I to live? Like, Lord, how am I to live if we don't find the solution? Because as I started to have these reactions, there was like no rhyme, no reason as we were tracking them. And uh, in that moment, as we all have experienced, and you know, we get overwhelmed in life in those moments, and we live with fear for our health or fear with our family or fear with our jobs, or as we all know right now, um, the state of this world is chaotic, and we're fearful of it. But more than fear, uh, there's something worse than that, and this happens in our lives. We start to have this sense of dread in our lives, and dread is way worse than fear, because fear is specific, okay? We can be afraid of like snakes, we can be fearful of heights, we can put a name to it, like fearful of public speaking, and so much more. But dread is just this oversensing like attitude that something is going wrong if it hasn't already. And dread is awful to live with. I mean, there is, uh, we are left in the dark and there is no hope with dread. And God knew we would encounter that. And so he would make promises to us because he doesn't want us to live with dread in our lives. And so David continues to kind of stoke the flames and, you know, because he's lived with dread in his life. And we see that in verse two, whatever he had just come off of, he really needed to kind of almost say it again to himself. Verse two, he says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. And so when I asked God, like, Lord, how am I to live with this? Uh, he reminded me of the apostle Paul who had a thorn in his flesh. He had this physical ailment that continued to hinder his work in telling others about Jesus. And he asked God three times to take away this physical ailment that was getting in the way of telling others about Jesus. And God pretty much said this to him. He said, Paul, you know, I'm not going to remove this, but I'm going to give you the strength and the power and the grace to push on. Because people will see me through your weakness. And when you turn to me, you will experience my goodness and my peace. Now, when I had to wrestle that down in my own life, I came to the point where I was like, God, I'm gonna surrender. I'm gonna surrender to you. If we never figure this thing out, I'm gonna surrender. And um, I told God, you know, if more people come to know you, it'll be worth it. And, um, and God, this will give me compassion for people who are in pain on a regular basis or who are going through things that there is no solution to. And Jesus, you went through so much more for our sakes that God, I know with your help, I'll do this for the sake of others. And that was a hard moment for me. 
In that moment, you, know, you would think, you know, after I prayed a prayer like that, like things would get better. Well, they got worse, okay? Um, King David writes in this passage about the condition of our hearts and our world and why everything goes wrong. He gives us some insight into this. I'm gonna show you this. And he gives us a powerful reminder of what God does for us. So in verse three, he says, he forgives, and what's that word? He forgives all my sins. And so what he wants us to understand is this. Let me explain. The Lord, or Yahweh, is holy, okay? And there's two aspects that we have to understand about that. Uh, the Lord is totally good. He is totally pure. Sin cannot be in his presence. He has to do something with sin. He has to judge it, okay? And sin ruins everything. And we get a taste of that in some of our darkest moments. And it brings... It not only destroyed our relationship with God, but it destroys everything, including our bodies. It brings spiritual death, but it also brings physical death as well. And so God never intended for death to happen. That's how awful sin is. And so after I prayed for my allergies and I surrendered them to the Lord, a few months later, uh, at Christmas time, I went to go visit my outlaws, my in-laws. Um, <clears throat> I love them. Thank you. But anyways, um, with Sarah and my children, and uh, one night, all of a sudden, I just woke up and I was choking. And it wasn't my, re my allergic reactions. This was something different. And all of a sudden, in my mind, I just remembered this voice in my mind. And um, when I go on mission trips over the years... Many people are like, dude, I, I don't want to be your roommate. You snore. You, you like yell out in the middle of the night. And, and uh, so I've always warned people, hey, if you go with me on mission trips and you're my roommate, you know, I snore, I make weird noises, and I will yell out in the middle of the night at some times, okay? So don't you want to be my roommate? Um, and Steve Palmer, who is an EMT and a firefighter, went on my last mission trip with me. And he, he experienced some of that. And he said, dude, Tim, you've got sleep apnea. And uh, I was like, no, I don't have sleep happening. I'm not that old. I'm not that overweight. Come on, you know? And uh, all of a sudden, when I woke up in Atlanta for Christmas, choking, his words just verberated through my mind. And so I went to my phone, and I looked up the symptoms of sleep apnea, and I was like batting 10 for 10. Now, to make a long story short, over the next couple months, I went to my pulmonologist, or found a pulmonologist, and um, we did all the tests and everything, and I sat down with him, and we were expecting that. And he says, um, I'm so glad that you have come in. After all the tests, you know, you are actually one of my most severe cases, okay? Um, not only, uh, most people uh, stop breathing five times or less uh, each hour as they sleep. Severe cases are 40 to 60. You clocked in at 73. And sometimes you go up to 77 as well. And so that's not sleep. I don't know how you're functioning. And, I, and when I heard those words, I actually felt relieved because I knew something was off, okay? I'm like the frog in the kettle, okay, unfortunately. And I knew something was dramatically off. And, uh, and when I heard those words, I just thought of Steve. I was so thankful for Steve. And that's just a glimpse of what God has done for us. Because sin destroys not only our relationship with him, but brings death. And God sent his one and only son 
so that he would save us. And that's how we come to know that Yahweh, the Lord, is good. He says, the Lord is love. And King David experienced that. He knew that God is love. And he experienced God's forgiveness of his sins. And he wants that for our lives as well. I love what John wrote in 1 John 3.16. Um, he says that we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we didn't have to pay the price in front of a holy God. Jesus came and paid the price for our sins on our behalf so that we could have a right standing with God when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, but also be given eternal life, life that can never be taken away from us no matter what happens to us, even death itself. That's how faithful and good he is. Now, let me continue. David continues on with his list of praise. And um, the next part of this passage spoke volumes to me. And I never knew that how much it would. <clears throat> you see, after my allergic reactions and sleep apnea was discovered, I had some other issues that was going on. It was like time to see the general. I had been trying to see the general. I thought, you know, hey, it's only been two years. Well, it turns out it had been five years, okay? <clears throat> I know. I have a mama, she is a nurse, all right? She let me have it. But anyways, I had to reapply to see my doctor. And Sarah said, hey, you know, um, why don't you go see my doctor? She is really good, she listens, and uh, I've just really liked her. I said, okay, no problem. So as soon as I went in, she'd read all my history, and she said, hey, I am concerned for you. Like, I look at your mom's history and the, the two potential heart attacks that she had and the double bypass and then her father who had five heart attacks and died of a heart attack. I'm concerned about your heart. I'm concerned about your sleep apnea. I'm concerned with these allergic reactions that are going on and some potential GI issues. So she loaded me up with tons of blood work, okay? I've never had so much blood taken out of me in my life, okay? <clears throat> And then she said, let's do a, a CT calcium heart scan as well, and let's really get down to the bottom of this. This we can figure out. And I needed to hear those words. I didn't need someone to berate me. I needed someone to come alongside of me and say, we're going to figure this out and what's going on. And so a few days later, I came across this passage that we're looking at today, Psalm 105, okay, many months ago, <clears throat> or 103. And... Um, I want to read it in its entirety uh, to let this next part just ring out because this is what God spoke to me so loud that day when I came across this passage. And I was just sensing some just fear and some dread. And so David says, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and, what's that word? Heals. Heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, when I read that word heals, okay, I felt like God whispered into my heart, Tim, we're going to figure this out, and I'm going to heal you. And I was like, what? I really felt like he said that to me. And so I said, you know what, God? If you do that, that will be great, okay? 
But I know regardless of what happens, if you don't choose to do that on this side of eternity, that one day in eternity, that these conditions, these issues won't impact me and you will give me a new body, a body that sin won't be able to impact. Now, I know there are some of you who are experiencing chronic illness and chronic pain, and my heart goes out to you, okay? And what I've been through, I really have come to understand that that is super hard, okay? And so my heart goes out to you. And I know that God doesn't give us this certain concrete promise, I'm gonna heal you uh, in scripture. But what he does say is that he will be with us during this pain and suffering. And for Christ followers, we will one day have a body that totally works. We will be given a new body. And yet I also know is that we have a savior who went through excruciating pain here on earth and took our sin upon him, separated from his father, and so he understands, and he says he sees our pain. Now, after I read that passage, you know, I was feeling good. I felt like God was watching over me, but I didn't know how much God was really watching over me, and this next part that David says, uh, how much this would really come uh, to mean so much to me in such a personal way. And so verse four, David says, he redeems me from death. And again, some think that David just came off a circumstance when he, that potentially he faced death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Now I'm so grateful to God who is Elohim, who creates all things and is good, okay? And he has made our bodies to be systems that can be addressed and diagnosed. He has made so many people who are gifted with bringing healing through medicine and know their stuff. And he has put people in situations that can handle situations so calmly and help and not get like, you know, bothered by the emergency that's happening in those moments. And he places people at the right time, at the right places, and he knows exactly what we need when we need it. Because he is Yahweh. He is Lord. He is all-knowing. Now, before my blood work, uh, Sarah and I, we went on a trip with our, uh, without our kids. And um, <clears throat> on that trip, I had an unexpected trip to the ER, the ER, okay? And I could not catch my breath and I thought something major is happening right now. And fortunately, I was not having a heart attack, okay? But something was going on. And after they were treating me, um, the doctor came in and he said, Mr. Jones, like, do you realize that you are anemic? And not only are you anemic, you're at 7.4, which is not good, almost needing a blood transfusion. Do you know what's causing that? And I'm like, no, I don't. And when I heard that, you know, my mom is a nurse, okay? I know being anemic is not good, and especially for a guy. And so <clears throat> I actually started praising God because, again, it was this revelation that, man, what I've been experiencing and how I've been off, you know, yeah, I've got a couple things in the ballpark, but there's something else more there that's going on. And so I started praising God because it was just like, thank you, another layer to what's going on and another thing that could be treated. And so once I got back from that trip, 
I did my blood work, I did my CT uh, calcium scan, and several days later I get a phone call, and uh, actually missed the call, and they called me again, they kept calling me, okay? And it was my doctor's office. And uh, I talked to the nurse, and the nurse is like, you have got to get in here by tomorrow. The doctor wants to see you, like ASAP. And I was like, whoa. Now, what warrants a call like that, okay? And how do you get a phone call like that? I mean, I thought, you know, they were following me or something. And so, when your thyroid is at a five, they start to go, oh, there's something might be wrong with your thyroid. When your thyroid is at a 10, they start to go, oh my goodness, how are you functioning and you need to be on medication. When your thyroid is at 106, which is pretty much not working at all, they go, how in the world are you standing on your feet? And your doctor, when you walk in, says that to you and says, between the sleep apnea, the anemia, the thyroid, and oh, by the way, as we looked at your CT scan of your heart, uh, we discovered there's a hiatal hernia that's a good size uh, above your diaphragm that's happening as well. How are you standing on your feet? I don't know. And she said, and your CT calcium scan on your heart. And that's when I just kind of paused because that's what I was waiting for. And she said, you got all zeros. You have no calcium in your arteries. Your heart is a perfect size. Like, wow. And at that moment, I just started crying because I didn't realize how much dread and fear I had been living in with that, always on the back burner. And she said, she said, between the anemia and the thyroid, like you have a strong heart because most people would have had a heart attack, okay? Someone is watching over you. And I said, yep, someone is. And so I went out to my car and I just started to praise God and thank him. And yeah, we had one more thing on the checklist, going to the GI and stuff. And so, but I just praised him. I could not believe what we had been discovering. And so, This last part, uh, David spoke, and again, he's coming off this horrible circumstance, and he praises God, and he says in verse five, he fills my life with good things. Let that sink in. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. So last on my checklist was having an endoscopy and a colonoscopy. Hey, they should put a warning like after 20 times, don't try to keep counting. Some of you know that and some of you are like, oh, I know what he's saying, okay? It's horrible, all right? So they just need to put that warning uh, when you get ready for a colonoscopy. Uh, Yeah, your new best friend is in your house. Anyways, um, (laughs) so I go in and fortunately everything is great but my hiatal hernia is rather large. And, and what they discovered was that I had sores in that part of my stomach that had been rubbing as it goes through my diaphragm. And it, because of my thyroid, they weren't healing. And I was constantly bleeding. And that's why I was becoming anemic and had been anemic probably for a long time. I just never knew because these sores just kept coming back and they would not heal properly. And so I went back to the general and she's like, we found everything. I mean, we have found the sleep apnea, the anemia, the hiatal hernia, the thyroid. And oh, by the way, 
as I saw my allergist and we were making all these discoveries, most likely because your thyroid is off the chart at 106, that's why you were having the reactions that you were having as your thyroid was bottoming out and pretty much coming to a stop. Whew. Wow. Almost a year and a half. And you might be asking, like, how do I feel? I feel awesome, okay? Like, I feel like a 22-year-old kid. I've never had so much energy. I was the frog in the kettle. I mean, I thought I was just getting older. I'm about to be 44. I have four kids. We have a church that's growing like crazy. I just thought everybody should be tired and worn out all the time. I just never knew. But in this process, I have found that he is faithful and that he is good. And looking back at everything that the Lord revealed during this whole thing, like we would have not been able to find the sleep apnea. And I thank God for Steve in my life who said, dude, you've got sleep apnea. Everybody else was like, dude, you snore. You're horrible, okay? So I'm so thankful for Steve and uh, that God would send him into my life. You know, I'm so thankful for the discoveries, the people, and the, just everyone he put in my life. And I felt so loved and so cared for during this entire ordeal. And it's just been so amazing. And I'll never forget, I will never forget the healing that he's brought to my life. So <clears throat> will I have thyroid problems the rest of my life? I will. I'll have to be on medication. Will I have a sleep machine the rest of my life? I will. That's what's going to have to happen. Will I have some condition tomorrow? I probably will. But I know the one who holds my life. And I know how faithful and good he has been with me during the pain and suffering that I've experienced over this part of my life. And I knew he was good. But he is so good. So good. And so <clears throat> I know he will give me a new body. And all these things on the other side of eternity will be gone. And I look forward to that one day. But I know today he will continue to show himself faithful and good. And so I want to read. Yeah, you can clap. That's fine. So that's, that's all him. He's done that. Okay. And I want to read this passage with what you've heard today, okay? And I want you to also begin to reflect for yourself how faithful and good he has been. Listen to this from David, who went through so much. He says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. He has to focus. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he has done or does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. You know, God has been interested in us from the start, okay? And he has revealed himself in such a personal way to so many people, so many people. And he draws near to you and he draws near to me, and he is eager to forgive sins, and he is filled with parental compassion for us. And he has been found to be faithful and good to those who rely upon him. 
And he wants you to know that for yourself, how good he is, and he wants you to find that out for yourself. That's who he is. So my question for us today is, so what's the storm that's going on in your life? What is it that you are up against that you feel like there's no way out? Are you living with fear? Are you living with dread in your life? Or did you just simply need to be reminded of how faithful and good he is in your life? You know, King David, when he wrote this, uh, he had been through so many things and he'd focus on um, the good things at times and he focused on the bad things and the things that got him through that was focusing on God's faithfulness and goodness. And so he would praise God on a regular basis and that would help him to follow God and stay the course and trust God regardless of what happened in his life. And so the question for all of us is simply this, how do we focus on God's faithfulness and goodness, you know? Well, we have to set aside time. We have to think about how faithful and good he's been. I know we are in this culture that keeps moving and moving and moving, but just like King David wrote in his Psalms, he wrote those things to remember how faithful and good God has been. So I think it would be great if we all journaled and continued to make this list of how faithful and good he has been in our lives and take that list out on a regular basis and remind ourselves of those things and continue to add to that list as well. And so on the spiritual growth challenge, I've put uh, an exercise, uh, the reflective idea list, okay? And I really want to encourage all of us to take some time this week and to write as much as we can how much God has been faithful and good in our lives and force ourselves to praise, just like David said at the beginning of this passage, that he took his whole being to focus on those things. Now, the next part I'm going to share before we close you know, it kind of goes without saying, okay? But I'm going to say this because I need to hear this and I know some of you need to say or hear this. And it's simply this. Go to the doctor, okay? <laughs> yeah, go to the doctor. I know I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding, okay? Some of you need to go to the doctor, okay? And if you need my mama to come out of retirement who was a psych ward nurse, an RN, and like put you in a death grip to get you to the doctor, she said she'll do that, Okay? So, please, go to the doctor. Go. He is Elohim. He is the creator of life and sustainer of life. He has gifted many people, many people, who are amazing at what they do. They know the human body because the body can be known, because he created it to be a, a body of systems, to combat the sin that he knew would destroy our bodies on this side of eternity. So please, seriously, go to the doctor. Figure out what's going on. Now, as we close today, um, we're going to sing this song. And really, I don't want you to sing it. I just want it to be more of a reflective song, okay? It's a song that actually Matt wrote along with a couple others. And when I heard this, I said, Matt, did you read my notes? I mean, this is crazy, okay? And as you listen to this song, I want you to begin to reflect in your life, how God has brought people into your life, those where God has interceded 
in your life, people who he put in your time at key times in your life, moments where he has said something and to you through a message, through scripture, or through a song, that you needed to hear those things in that moment? Would you remember how faithful and good he has been? And would you say that to him? Would you say, thank you for interceding in my life in this moment. Thank you for sending this person into my life. So during this song, I just want you to reflect on that. Begin the list. I want you to praise him. If you don't believe in God and you're checking out this whole thing, I just want you to simply listen to these words. And would you just take a chance and say, God, would you speak to me? Would you show me how you've been pursuing me and interacting and intervening in my life? Would you bring back those memories that I might be able to see what you've done in my life? And would you simply come back? Would all of us come back during this series and really understand God's names, but beyond that, how he personally interacts with us and how he has interacted with people for so long and shown them that he is faithful and that he is good. So let's go ahead and close in prayer. And I want you to speak with him and reflect on those things. So Father, thank you so much for today. God, thank you that you came and you revealed yourself to us. You are Elohim. You are the strong one. You are the one who created and you are the sustainer of life. You are Yahweh. You are the Lord. You are love. You are great. You walk with us in our pain and suffering. You understand exactly where we are at. And you provide exactly what we need. And I'm so thankful, God, for this journey. It's brought me closer to you. And I've experienced your goodness. And you are good. And I pray for my friends here. I know they're hurting. And I pray that you will show yourself to them in your faithfulness and your goodness. And we know sometimes it doesn't happen overnight, but you will stick with us. And so, Lord, would you just remind us during this song of your faithfulness and your goodness, and we will praise you in our prayers and with these words. And so we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.